Hello and welcome to As Yet Unnamed Podcast with Caridwin and Richard, where two nerds sit around on a couch and talk about science fiction. I thought we were going to call it, Is This Thing On? Hello and welcome to, Is This Thing On? No, that's done. Let's call it something else. Okay. Hello and welcome to something else. Today we're going to talk about... Uh, the Maze Runner trilogy. Oh, the movies, not the books. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't read the books. No, but I did watch I. the movies. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, so I w- I did want to say something about the books really quick because we're you know we're just diving in without reading them because I have really no interest in reading them ever. <laughs> like this is a really painless way of getting it. Um, anyway, so they they were part of a whole bunch of YA novels young adult novels that came out at around like 2008, 2010, um, like the hunger games or divergent, but they came out after the hunger games. What, they was, had to have, because this is so, it right. feels really no, like, yeah, I inspired don't, I'm, by the mm, hunger games. <laughs> it's not, I think it's only a year apart. And so I think some of it is just zeitgeist and then what gets, you know, what gets read. Because I bet you a dollar that there were things published before the Hunger Games that had to do with, like like that, uh, the Japanese one, I can't remember the name. There's a manga. Oh, was. right. So you're saying they both got the idea from the, for the mouse from Xerox. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, 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 I feel you. It just, it just seems really like, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly convenient. like... Convenient. Yeah, definitely there is some convenience to it. I mean, it. it's it, it, like to me, this felt like like um, the sort of Shannara to the Lord of the Rings, the way this is to oh, the Hunger Games. Oh, no, I because really... Because it's like there was... I mean, and I was even making fun of it when, when uh, you know, President Coyne shows up. Right. You know, I mean, it's like she's wearing white, she's a blonde lady. Right. Come on. I mean, that's... Well, but I there's mean... There's a lot cer- of one-to-one stuff there. Cer- yeah, certainly... I no think, bows and arrows. I think we can... I think we can accuse maybe the filmmakers of doing that, but I don't think that we can accuse Dashner of that. Like, they were close enough. Okay, anyway, um, I was just going to say that I I think that it was really more that it was the zeitgeist of the time that all of these things sort of came out. And it's, I mean, certainly Hunger Games, like, was the <laughs> tide that rose all dystopian sci-fi young adult novels. Like, I don't think anybody would have necessarily read Divergent if it weren't for the success of The Hunger Games, but then maybe it would. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I read a bunch of them at the time. This one I had no interest in because I don't, I don't really have, like, I have read enough books that have pretty much exclusively male characters to last me the rest of my life. And yeah, so, that was pretty notable, even in the movie where it was just like, there's... So there's one girl right. and like 50 boys. Right. Like, With, yeah, and that's a safe environment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway, my complaining about um, books aside, I think probably we should just dive right into our, our plot here. And it's really actually a pretty simple book. Like, not a lot happens. It's more relationship stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is there's the... The, the problem with the, the or uh, it's not even the problem with the first movie, the problem with the later movies for me was the, the maze construction itself. Mm-hmm. That like you have this enormous 
construction project. And it turns out later that there is more than one. Mm -hmm. And these things are, are massive. I mean, mm -hmm. this is way more than, than went into the building of the pyramids. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And this is like a dying society doing this. Right, right. And then, and making them so that they're these like, you know, giant walls that have doors that close and, and you know, seven different patterns oh, that it moves through. Incre and it's like, complex after and... all of that, then, and, and later when, when you find out why, it's just like, you know, so eye-rollingly stupid of an idea yeah. that, well, like, anyway, you know. Well, anyway, let's, let's start at the beginning before we learned how stupid everything was. Right. No, and I think the beginning is the maze. I mean, because right. our hero wakes up right. in a maze. Right. And... right. So our hero, uh, we see him in one of those, like, elevators coming, from, you know, coming up from somewhere, the, you know, kind of great elevators kind of like what you'd see on a like city sidewalk bringing the kegs up oh, and down from yes. the bar basement yep. so he's coming from the bar basement with some kegs with some kegs he doesn't know who he is yet because he's so hung over at this point right yeah so he comes up and there's like a bunch of a bunch of boys kind of circle around him and are kind of like making fun of him kind of mean to him they're yeah they're pretty mean to him and which seems which is actually kind of hilariously out of character um, and it was totally just done so that they could have this like kind of sweet in medias ray opening, right? But anyway, right. so and increase the danger of the opening because right. like really it, it should build really slowly because after that it builds really slowly and they needed something so right they needed you know, damage and they didn't want to do the record scratch. Yep, that's me right. running from a griever, you know. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so um, you know uh, he is introduced quickly to the he's so. This, you know, platform basically comes up in the middle of a field, a glade. That's what they call it, the glade. Um, and there are a bunch of boys in there. He is introduced very quickly to the leader, who is a guy called Albie, Albie. Exposition. Albie Exposition. I mean, that's um, really his only purpose in this movie, I think. Really, it is. He doesn't, I mean... Uh, he makes decisions about what's going to happen. You know, he's yeah. he is the arbiter of people's fates. Anyway, so he's like, hi, I will, let me show you around. We're introduced to his second command, who is Jojen, um, Wide Set Eyes guy. Newt. 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 Yeah, um, him and his, uh, I, I forget her name, the, the one who starred opposite him in The Queen's Gambit need to make some very wide-eyed babies. <laughs> Like, as wide set as possible. It's just weird. They're just the most fascinatingly beautiful people. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, then you are introduced, sort of, he points out a guy called Minho, who is the leader of the runners, and nobody, ex and nobody explains anything. They yeah. just go around using, and it's the kind of sci-fi that everything has a neologism. Like, everything has made-up terminology. Even things that don't need made-up terminology. Right. Um, anyway, so, because so, they're gladers. They call themselves the gladers. Right. Well, because you need to set up an in-group that he's not part of right. so that they can be mysterious. And... And, and he's called a greenie, and I I think that just It's means, a noob. It's just a noob. Um, and, oh, and I guess the other important thing is that uh, he is told, he's, they're like, what's your name? And he's like, uh, I, uh, I don't know. And they're like, well, your name will come back to you in the next couple of days. 
every single one of them, because we are given the backstory that, um, you know, one month of the first boy came up and he was there alone. And then the second month, another boy came up and then every month another boy comes up. But convenient amnesia is convenient. Yeah. And so I they, mean, and they all the way they have... do it is just so like it's it's just bad writing to right. to make everybody lose their memories right before they go up. So they have to, the technology to do that, too. So mm-hmm. it's pretty advanced mm-hmm. technology. And it doesn't even it. The only purpose is to hide the football, unlike, say, something like Total Recall, where you have um, a memory block that's put in mm-hmm. and and it's part of the story and it enhances the story in a in a really pivotal way. Right. But the, this but, doesn't but enhance the, the story. The, it just but... pushes the can down the line. Right, but like PKD writing the like mind twisting bug out is a little unfair of a comparison. No, I'm just bringing it up in case somebody <laughs> thinks that's a sweet idea and wants to read a real story about amnesia. Yes, no, that would be that would be appropriate. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so they all have convenient amnesia, except for when they don't, because they also will conveniently get it back at points, so they can be. Well, like, we kept asking ourselves throughout this entire series, like, can they read? Right. And yeah. if so, is it all English? And that should point to something, but right. yeah. you anyway, know, it so never comes up. They don't know anything about. It. So it turns out, and so there's this. They're in a glade, and they are apparently growing their own food. And the in addition to dumping a boy every month, they also dump supplies that presumably more they kegs. Can't, they can't more kegs. They, stuff they can't grow themselves. I presume. I don't know. But they've done some really amazing things for. People who have so completely lost their memory, like they still know how to tie knots and build giant platforms in the trees. Procedural memory tends to remain during amnesia. Yeah, I'm just saying these kids never knew how to tie knots in their lives based on what we know of them after we find out what's going on. It's not like they were living off the land anywhere. This is all like pretty much kids you could pluck from any classroom in the United States and be like, go. Yeah, some of them know how to tie knots, I guess, but... Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, uh, and around them is this huge um, wall structure that it turns out is there are openings into it. I think seven or eight. Um, There's the main one they use. It it opens every morning and you can go run around in this kind of gross maze. Um, And then it closes in the afternoon. Um, And if you're stuck on the other side you're boned because well they don't know nobody has ever come back so they presume they're boned well and that's missing and presumed and and that was one of those funny things is that they were like yeah if you go running around in there and they have like there's the the maze runners i mean roll credits right the maze runners are mapping the maze and i didn't understand this either like they're sitting he's sitting in the in his hammock the first night and they're like you hear that noise and there's this like going on in the background they're like that's the maze changing its shape and i'm like well why are they mapping it if it changes every day that just doesn't make any sense and they have a huge map so do they just like literally go and move it around every day no they they understand the differences like day to day there are changes but it follows the pattern so like they know what day it is based on you know it's like day one through seven right because their arrays start at zero that's a programmer joke Oh, I didn't get it. So then, oh, and then they say that in the mazes um, are monsters called grievers, but nobody's seen one. And so I was like, well, then how do you know that there are monsters called grievers? Like what, how, 
How? Yeah, that's like the guy who died of a heart attack because of the scary dream. And you're like, how do you know that? (laughs) Right? Because he didn't wake up from a scary dream. (laughs) You know, so there are grievers in there. Don't run in there. It's dangerous. Yeah. That's all we know. Right. And it just, I don't know, none of it makes any sense. And so we're introduced to um, Albie and Newt are the kind of leader and second command. There's Minho, who's in charge of the... Um, runners, and then there's our kind of asshole antagonist type who is played by Eustace. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Gunny? Gully? It is, I totally wrote this down. <laughs> he's like kind of a for- forgettable character. Gally. Gally. Because he's not really for anything, you know? Well, I, mean, I mean, he's just like, the, just there for this. He's t- just there to be mean. Tiny, tiny bit of conflict, because like Albie is the leader. He's the one who's been there the longest, which is three years, by the way. Um, And he's really actually quite gentle and lovely. And it seems that he's actually set up a really kind of nice functional society. Yeah. But what is, Gally's not a maze runner and he's not just some, he's like the, the meat head, like the spear, right? I mean, he's like the muscle. Fucking dick. Yeah. Like he's the guy who ends up like pushing people over and throwing, like, cause that's the other thing when, when our hero first shows up, um, he gets thrown in a, in a cage for no really good reason. For no reason. Like, is this for your own protection? And it's like, because he would run into the maze and die maybe, I guess. But they could just be like, hey, if you run into the maze, you might die. Right. And then he, maybe, maybe he would do And that. one would assume that like somebody who is disoriented and has amnesia isn't going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? Yeet off into this really gross looking maze. Right. Really, really gross Which, looking. I mean, I like to add. the maze runners do every day. So after the first day, you know, he's told in no uncertain terms, don't go in there, or you're going to die. And then the maze runners, every single day, run off into the maze. Which, <laughs> like, after they've mapped all the maze, like, kind of what's the point? Like, there, there really isn't a point to them doing it, but they keep doing it anyway. Right. I guess to keep up appearances, because what else are you going to do? It's that or farming. And <laughs> right. they definitely don't want to farm. So they're right. going to go for a jog every day. Right. And that's cool because, sure. yeah, you know, Yeah, keep it not? in shape. It's important. Um, and the, and the, the maze runners, so after um, the the maze runners run in, there's somebody gets stung or something. What's that? Like the oh, yeah, precipitant a... for him getting into the maze in the first place. Yeah. Oh, so this is actually how they can infer the existence of the grievers. Although, wait, none of this makes any sense. Because one of the people, like, has been stung, I presume, by a griever. I mean, we're not told that anything else stings. Right. Even though they say that nobody's seen them, but we have people with sting marks on them. I I don't know. None of it makes any sense. Whatever. I really shouldn't think about it too much. No. You know what? The payoff is a lot later. Those, they haven't been stung by anything. They've caught the virus. That's right. all. They're but not, they, they haven't, that, they, they go crazy. Right. Because, like, we find out two movies later, which is really unfair, that those are just the people who were not immune. That's all. Spoiler alert. No. Yes. No, because it's the exact I, same I presentation. Actually, no, no, no. It is the exact same presentation, but I actually looked it up on Wikipedia. Uh huh. And it turns out that they are actually stung by grievers, and it's a form of the virus, not the one. I, like, I don't know why they wouldn't just give them the virus it's a different form of the virus and then they are given they are given um like inoculations in their in the stuff that comes up every month so it's like an anti-snake bite 
kit where it's like I, I, I mean honestly these scientists are just the stupidest scientists well i mean they time. made these grievers and it's clear that this is that kid who lived next door in toy story who mutilated the dolls <laughs> made these grievers because they are just the dumbest conglomeration of stuff really that it's are. like you could you could come up with way better killing machines right. you know right. if you're gonna like have there, this yeah. like you know deadly thing that you reinforce with steel and then you just kind of make They're, them right. giant They're spiders. Like, They're like giant biomechanical spiders where the, the kind of the legs are more mechanical and then the the gross chompy head part is not. Yeah, you know, they probably explain in the books why the stinging is important, and I'm sure there's a plot reason, but it comes across in the movie as just being sort of it's this just, thing that it's, happens it's for no really good reason. Right. And, and we do find out later that not all of the people there are immune to this virus, so... Anyway, yeah, so one of, one of the guys has been stung by this mysteriously, uh, mysterious griever that nobody sees, and then he gets all that black veiny look. You know how people get all black veiny? That's how you can tell they've been, you know, they've got a virus. Right, yes. You um, know. Right. It's a, it's a classic. It lets yeah. you really know that once you got the veins going black, you just give up. Um, and then that turns him into like a huge rage monster and he tries to kill, um, he tries to kill our greenie. Oh, whose name turns out to be Thomas. Which he remembers Eventually. at an appropriate time. Um, so, oh, and then he does go running into the maze, I think to rescue Mino. Yeah, Mino, Mino comes back with somebody else, one of the other maze runners who's going to be dead, right? And Maybe he... this is, this is when he comes back with the stung guy. Yeah, and then, but he gets trapped in the maze at that point, right? Right, so... Because he goes to rescue him, and now, like, Mino's like, why'd you do that? You just killed us both, or whatever. And it's just sort of like, the, the whole situation is just sort of dumb. It's like, right. if you've got this guy who's stung, are you really going to try and drag him over the finish line if you know that you're going to be, with, with absolute certainty, you're going to be dead too? Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't you... I mean, he's already stung. What else are you going to do? Run. Yeah. Well, anyway, like, so so our hero runs in there to help Minho. Oh, I think it might be Albie, um, to help Albie back, and they get trapped out there. And this is this is ostensibly a death sentence. Nobody ever comes back from that. And so they kind of spend the evening, like, engaging in a bunch of sort of wacky hijinks, cat running and mouse, from grievers in the running, maze. So, so they do see the grievers like a lot. Yeah, and. Which can apparently, like, climb walls, do all kinds of stuff, and it's like, why wouldn't they just climb over into the glade and kill everybody, you know? Right. Like, why don't they do that during the... I mean, obviously, during the day, they're locked up or whatever, but it, but it's like, it's never really clear, like, what their motivation is. They're just there to be scary. Scary, yeah. Because, no, completely... I mean, and that's the, the, like, plot point in the last movie, where it's they're like, completely they ridiculous. needed to be scary, so this is scary. This is scary, That's yeah. why they look. That's why they look like... The, the Toy Story monster doll creations, because that's the scariest thing they could possibly do. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it is creepy. It is. It's like a larva with teeth and metal legs. So, they survive the night. Uh, they come back out, and then this is the point when the Eustace, the dick guy, is like, well, you violated our rules, so you should, you know, be... 20 lashes with a wet noodle or whatever punishment he wants. I don't even know what he wants. Well, and this and that's because Albie is kind of out of commission because he's been stung, right? And so Galley is like, I am going to be the arbiter of your right, punishment, but, even but though Newt is second Newt, in command. Newt is so. in charge, so I don't even know what this guy's problem is. Well, he's the police. Because yeah, he's, you're, yeah. you know, I think what they were going for was Which sort of a, a, like they were trying to do a... Um, 
you know, Lord of the Flies style, like we're going to mirror society and see what happens, but that's not really what the movie's about. Oh so. my God. You know, I've read Lord of the Flies and you, sir, are no Lord of the Flies. <laughs> um, no, but I think actually that, uh, that, uh, Gally, wasn't he in Lord of the Flies? No, that's way too old. Uh, yeah. There, yeah, there's no, no way that could have been no him. There's no way. I don't think so. Anyway. Um... Well, anyway, blah, blah. So I think they're they're sort of ha- having a tussle about stuff when... And he's only been there for like a week at this point. Right. He's still a greenie. He's still a greenie. At which point the elevator platform thing um, activates and shows up three weeks early. And um, in it is... Dun, 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 dun. A girl. Everybody's like, what? Because as far as they know, this is the only girl they've ever seen in their whole yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, do they even know what girls are? Well, I, I guess your procedural memory still exists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the question is like, is gender part of your procedural memory or what? I mean, like, how far does that even go? I mean, well, amnesia is such a like slippery, weird concept to begin with that when you hand it to writers, it's just like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. So she climbs one of their little like towers and starts throwing rocks at them because she had the presence of mind to bring rocks with her. I guess, or maybe they store rocks up there to throw at what? <laughs> Grievers? I mean, I know. who knows? But it's anyway, just... they're all running scared because apparently she's really good at throwing rocks. Yeah. Um... But Thomas somehow knows that he can oh, he can yeah. talk to her. No, and no, and she's all delirious, and she says his name a bunch. Oh right, right. Because... And so, and everybody's like, "So, do you know this guy?" And the, and they're both like question mark because they don't know each other. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, I mean, unless she really doesn't have amnesia and they put her up there to sort of precipitate a crisis right. in the first place. Which but... is, I think, actually what's going on because I think she does have memory. Yeah, but she's, she does she's like, show that yeah. she does have memory. She, like, point. hides the football a lot there mm. where she just, like, doesn't say what's going on, but is, we have to yeah. do this other stuff I've instead. Gotta, there's so much football hiding in this whole thing. It is just, it's really, it's sad. Yeah. It's totally sad. Okay, anyway, so she shows up, which precipitates this huge crisis. And then, um, I think, like, for whatever goes on, like, I can't remember how they do this, but, like, I think maybe Minho and um, Thomas staying the night in the maze and not being eaten is also a crisis. Well, I think the, the grievers start coming out of the maze and stinging people more often then, and it's like, that's the crisis is they have to figure out how to get out of there. But one of the things that happens is he he accidentally, like, not only sees a griever, but kills one because the walls change on it and smash it. And oh, he sees right. it happening, and it chases him and gets smashed because their sense of self-preservation isn't that great. And so he goes in and steals this electronic piece that has a blinking light on it for no really good reason, and then later it turns out to be the most critical piece of this thing's infrastructure um, of that, that didn't get damaged and is very useful as a key to get into their little hole later. Yeah, I had um, forgotten about he. Yeah, so he kills a griever, which then precipitates this huge crisis because you know you have the doors that open in the morning and close at night, and that's presumably what's keeping the grievers from coming in and stinging your ass. And instead of closing that night, they all stay open, and so all the grievers come running and messing everybody's shit up. Really bad. Like, a ton of kids are killed. 
And it's up to the greenie to save them all. Yeah, and he, so I think they end up with a, like, from the maybe 25, they're down to, like, six or seven by the end. Yeah, it's a couple. Um, which include, like, the girl, the greenie. All the people we know all who the they are. All the people we know. Um, there's a kid, kid called Chuck who is completely marked for death the minute you meet him. And I yeah. like, and it was one of those things where I kept like expecting it, and then he kept surviving, and like so long that I kind of let my guard down, and then he totally died, and I was like, oh, "You guys <laughs> tricked me." Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they decide that they what they have to do is they have to escape the maze, and they figured out that the maze is like a clock or something. It's something that they've taken from the yeah, student. like every seven days it changes, and so mm-hmm. like portal number seven is open, and this this magic key that he ripped out of the the thing, like so like coincidentally um, happens to have the number seven on it, and they make the connection that they can get into this thing mm-hmm. on the number seven day, and then you know. That's where where they end up going, right? End oh, of, end of first movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, sort of. Except, okay, but two, two important things before, because yeah, there really is a very simple story. There's not yeah. much going on. There's a maze. There's a maze. They get out. Ta-da! Um, the girl has two syringes in her pocket. She uses one of them on the stung Alby, who um, both gets better and gets his memories back. Or at least some of them. Hmm. Enough for him to be all j'accuse to Thomas. Because he's like, you and that girl were both experimenting on us. You're the ones You're the ones running the maze. You are the people who put us here. Yeah, and Thomas is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's just like, question mark. And the girl's like, uh... Deer in the headlights. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. <laughs> right. She doesn't actually say much. No. She totally forgot. It's best... Not to say much. Anyway, um, so then, so that's so that's important knowledge, I guess. Um, they finally make it out of the maze through just like a bunch of hijinks and fighting these stupid creatures. Yeah, which all of a sudden are a lot less deadly because, oh. you know, they have to be. Well, I mean, that's just the way that goes. It's like the first yeah. one is just incredibly hard to kill. And then the later ones, you can just like kind of cough on them. Fine. Yeah, and for some reason, there's like a magical code at the end where they're like, "What's the order that the maze changes in?" And it's like a seven-digit code with no repeating numbers, mm-hmm. and that opens the hatch, which is just like, it's so. It, you know, if I were in that escape room, I w- I would have died. There is no way that I could have survived right. knowing that that was the but, code that we needed. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. But I think that this is just like so of a of a time with. You know, the, the YA post-apocalyptic, you know, Hunger Games death puzzle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. like and I'm, I'm there for it. It's just, it is extremely goofy. It was pretty goofy. But it works. They get out into the, the steam tunnels because yep. this was, this whole thing was like filmed in either a computer or in the steam tunnels. Right. So they get out and they see a video, I believe, because they, they get out into a, like a kind of medical looking facility. Yeah, we're all like the scientists are it's dead a, and it's stuff. A, it's all like everybody's dead and there's blood everywhere and smash beakers. And um, I think that they start a video or something. I don't know how. Remember yeah, it's how. like Ava yeah, video. Ava video. So the woman, Patricia Clarkson, who is. Oh, she's, she lovely. makes a great president coin. She's really great. I just love her. 
I mean, because, like, sidebar, these YA, uh, these YA movies are so there for actors to just go slum. Like, oh, yeah. Like, no, I mean, like, throughout these, this whole series, we're like, which person are we going to see slumming next? Yeah. And, like, I, I mean, some of them I got really excited about. Oh, yeah. Like, like really, really like, excited uh, about. Shh, no spoilers. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, so Patricia Clarkson shows up in a video and she's like, if you're, if you're watching this, I'm dead. But, um, let me tell you the exposition of why we're doing all this stupid shit. And she's like, so apparently there was some sort of sun event that... I think it was the flare virus. There wasn't actually... No, there's like, both. I, again, I looked it? it up on Wikipedia. It's like both. And then there's like added justification in the Wikipedia that I'm not even going to repeat. It's so dumb and it makes me mad. So, so what something happened... want to. I want to be mad. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably get this a little bit wrong because I like, I, I kind of had... Just make it up. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> so it was something like, so there was like a flare event. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i going to guess maybe a Carrington event or something like that. Okay. Although... But it, it made, it, no, it made it made deserts. It had to be something more spectacular than just right, a Carrington yeah. event. Yeah, so magical, sun, bad, um, everything fry, and like things are knocked over or whatever. And so some organization, I don't even know who, determined... But not Wicked? Uh, well, it must be Wicked. Uh, determined, well, maybe it wasn't like it. Anyway, whoever it was decided they were like, oh, you know, now that it, we're like the earth is all toasty and roasted, um, it can only support like 70% of the population that it has. So what we're going to do is we're going to engineer a virus that's just going to kill off 30% of the population because that's sensible. Wow. Really? Yeah. And then it was, that seems like a great idea. Right, it seems like... Because, I mean, that's actually been the response with coronavirus was to, like, let's see how we can kill more people, right? Right, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And, I mean, and then you look at the unbelievable disruption that, that you know, it's, it's, it's not even a percent of the population, and it has completely fucked our society up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, killing off 30% of the population, like, that's Black Plague-level disruption of society. Yeah. Like, that, that's so bad anyway so they're like yeah that blithely they go ahead and it's just supposed to just make you like eat your brain and make you fall over but instead they accidentally made a zombie plague um right the the this is more of like a one of those fungal zombies like a cordyceps like the girl with all the gifts and i feel like, like there was another one there was another one i can't think of it right but i now. can't remember what it was but it was it's the same kind of thing where it's like this this like almost plant like thing with vines takes you Coming over out. and turns you into a zombie and there was something about how like some of them clawed their eyes out because they were seeing horrible visions or there was there's, not... there's a lot of like other things going on but it's like these things are ravenously hungry they're not there's no way they can be eating a lot of things they don't seem to eat each other so they're basically magical zombies because there's no way that they could continue to survive for more than three four days without water and right. they live in a desert so right they no, have to be magical zombies yeah right because they're not they're under- not that i'm complaining about physics in a world where they built like the equivalent of a dozen pyramids right. in a you know <laughs> catastrophic failure society but sure okay the zombies, the zombies are the things are that the get thing. me yeah no well i mean because it just seems like it's i have this feeling that they were probably modified from the book 
and there's like remnants of what they were like in the book um, because they were trying to make them more legible and less stupid maybe. Yeah. But then it just turns them into this confusing But this thing. is all the, the second movie. No, no, no. But I mean, but Clarkson, Clarkson says in her, or Ava or whatever the woman's name is, says in her President little Coyne. speech, she's like, so there's this, so there's this virus, it's called the flare. Um, and we're trying to find a cure for it. So we thought the best way to go about that is to make this giant, ridiculous, uh, several pyramid, <laughs> uh, worth of, you know, builders to build this huge ass maze. We thought that was the best way to go about coming up with a cure. So, I mean, I have no understanding. I mean, like, I'm not a virologist. However, yeah, because I don't think they explained in the first movie that the whole point of it is that they're putting these these immune people into the glade, oh. and then it does, and and then and then that sort of, and that they need the glade to then the maze to like like ferment the juicy goodness in their bloodstream so they can it doesn't I'm use sorry. it as an antibiotic Again, or something. Like, I, I mean, know. like the whole thing is like, and it's not that like it has to be like hard science, but it keeps trying to be, even though there's magical zombies, multiple mm -hmm. pyramids. Mm -hmm. You know, all right. of this stuff is just sort of adding up to just sort of lazy writing. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't even, I mean, it just also just doesn't make any sense on any level. But like, it's fun. I, I mean, yeah, no, it's totally I mean, it's, fun. It's, it's, well, I mean, in the Maze Runner, it, the first movie anyway is, is mm, I mean, it's fine. It's totally right. fine. It's, but when you get to the second movie... That's when the wheels come off, right. and it becomes incredibly enjoyable, like incredibly enjoyable. So, and that's the just... Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So let me because just... I mean all of all of the the Star Wars movies are really about wars in the stars, but the the, the Maze Runner Scorch Trials, the Scorch Trials is um, in the best tradition of like you know Empire Strikes Back, Back to the Future Two. Is it's an in between movie. It's mm -hmm. it's a movie that they like when when the first movie failed to go into debt. They were like, well, let's make the other two, and then they just made the other two. <laughs> yep. I mean, probably just back to back, because yep. I mean, why not? And so the the Empire Strikes Back is is um, or whatever the Scorch Trials. Yeah, so is uh, that middle movie. Yeah, it's totally the middle movie. And like sidebar, speaking of dystopian. Um, movies made for, or, you know, YA books made into movies. They only made two of the Divergent books, which is such a bummer because the second, the first one is like, fine, whatever. I don't, I mean, it's just completely teen problems in a really stupid society. Um, but the second one has like blood rain and so much cool shit and that it's so wild. awesome i thought they made three of those no I think... it was like D divergent insurgent and then allegiant maybe allegiant or the other they i mean there are three or four books yeah but they only made two movies because i think no i think everybody went and saw that second one and was like that's so stupid and yeah. i was like oh that's when it's so good and yeah. I'm so sad. Well, I mean, that's why we, we loved this Maze yeah. Runner. Which, honestly, I got them confused at one point where I was like, so where's the part with the blood rain? And it's like, no, no, that's a different <laughs> desert from a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's so metal. Blood rain. <laughs> it's pretty metal. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to take a break for a second. Um, and I'm going to get myself together. Hold on. Okay. <laughs>
So overall, I think The Maze Runner was a pretty good movie. I liked the concept. I thought that they executed it well. It was, I mean, and the way that I sort of judge that is like, is this a world that I would like to live in? You know, like, I mean, how cool is that? That you get to run around in a little glade and not have to go to work. You just have to like go running around. It's like going for a jog in the maze every day. That's like mentally stimulating, physically, you I, know. Counterpoint, I don't want to live in a glade with 25 boys, teenage boys. That okay, sounds so like a, a like a hellscape. Point. That's a hellscape. But I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. No, right. Uh, yeah. I think the metric of, like, do I want to live in this movie? I don't want to live in most of the places that I see in movies. Like, that sounds terrible. Like, Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, if I had to choose between the Glade in The Maze Runner and the island in The Lord of the Flies, I would pick The Maze Runner Glade hands down because they don't have a speaking conch and right. it doesn't go all weird and... Uh, the giant coup doesn't happen in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, in terms of rewatchability, I don't think this is one I'm going to be like, you know what we should do? We should sit down and watch The Maze Runner. But I could see in, in like, say, five years from now, being like, hey, do you remember The Maze Runner? Yeah, boy, that was, I wonder, like, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch that if I'm feeling sick. I have the flu. I'm going to watch The Maze yeah, Runner. Yeah, that, no, that's... See I, you know, I, I don't know that I would watch all three of them all, all over again, but, you know, if I've got the flu, maybe. Okay. Yeah, so, rousing endorsement. If you have the flu, then... But I'm glad I watched it the one time. Like, I would definitely watch this movie if I hadn't seen it. Okay. <laughs> That's... All right. So, maybe we'll um, give you amnesia and put you on a platform. I would watch it. Sure. And then... This is totally the sort of thing I would watch. Yeah. All right. Good. I think that that's... That's a wrap. High five. High five. Wow.